Welcome to Insurance Uncovered, the first podcast to bring you insurance news and perspective from thought leaders in the property casualty insurance industry. Insurance Uncovered is produced by the National Association of Mutual Insurance Companies. Hello, everyone. I'm Kathy Imus, and thanks for joining us for this, our final podcast of 2019. Today, we're uncovering wildfires, the unusual step California is taking to ban insurers from canceling policies in fire-prone areas, plus auto glass assignment of benefits, a new report showing abuse of the practice is as high as ever in Florida, and engaging the next generation, how insurers can best reach the industry's future talent. But first, following several years of unprecedented fires, the California Department of Insurance has issued a one-year moratorium on the non-renewal of policies for homeowners in wildfire-ravaged areas of the state. The moratorium covers at least 800,000 homes in areas of the state adjacent to the 16 recently declared wildfire disaster areas. Jimmy Grandy, NAMIC's Senior Vice President of Government Affairs, calls the moratorium a short-sighted political reaction that represents a disruptive market intrusion that will impose significant financial burden and could affect homeowners facing many other perils. Insurance only works when rates can be properly matched to risk. And that's why the insurance industry has long been advocating for the states and local governments to better prepare for natural disasters, including wildfires, and to take action to mitigate these potential losses. We urge California to be equally bold in policy solutions that address wildfire risk through pre-disaster mitigation, including land use and the cutting-edge research being produced at the Institute for Business and Home Safety. We also encourage the commissioner to carefully examine and consider the market implications of this action, which could harm thousands of California consumers. In August, the California Department of Insurance released data revealing insurance companies are dropping an increasing number of residents in areas with high wildfire risk. The number of non-renewals rose by more than 10 percent last year. Autoglass assignment of benefits lawsuits continue to plague the state of Florida, despite AOB reform passing earlier this year. The Florida Justice Reform Institute issued a report last month showing that 2019 is on track to have just as many autoglass lawsuits as last year. While earlier AOB reform legislation addressed residential and commercial properties, it did not account for autoglass abuses, which left a loophole for attorneys to continue collecting fees and driving up overall litigation and policyholders' costs. A surprising finding about the insurance talent gap, despite what you may have heard, millennials are excited about working at insurance. The only problem, many don't know what opportunities a career in insurance can offer. On today's Unscripted, our Chuck Chamnus talks with Gamma Iota Sigma CEO Noel Cotispati about best practices for insurers to effectively tell their story and engage with that next generation of talent. Today on Insurance Unscripted, I have a very special guest, Noel Cotispati, who's the CEO of Gamma Iota Sigma, the insurance fraternity that describes itself as the insurance industry's premier collegiate talent pipeline. And that's a hot topic in our industry these days. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Well, you know, we're glad to have you and to talk about um, kind of the next generation of talent we have coming to our industry. You know, we're particularly interested in how the mutual industry can connect to the student population. You know, in our membership, we have very large national writers that are routinely recruiting at, you know, every college campus mm -hmm. that, uh, particularly those that have insurance and risk management programs. And we have 
you know, one state writers and very small companies that probably will never, um, you know, really meet a graduating college student and talk to them about careers in insurance. But ultimately, we know we need to fill jobs in all types of companies. And you may also know that coming into this year, which is NAMIC's 125th anniversary, we've got a special effort to raise money to help fund the educations of some of these students. So before we get into it, though, can you just give us kind of the basics of Gamma Iota Sigma and, you know, what it does? Yeah, GAMMA is essentially a, a network for students who are interested in pursuing a career in insurance. And we provide an opportunity for those students not only to connect with each other, but for the, with the industry that they're potentially going to be joining. Uh, we think it's important to expose students to the complete industry, knowing that in some, at some schools or in some locations, their exposure to certain areas might be more profound than to others. Uh, so once we engage a student, our job is to ensure that they never want to leave the industry, that they actually find the place that's, that's right for them. We do that through a series of um, in-person and virtual programming, um, and then also uh, oversight of leadership opportunities at our 88 schools across the country. How did you get involved in it? I'm a student of Gamma when I was in college. Actually, um, I went to Temple University as an actual science major on the recommendation of my high school calculus teacher, wow. who said I was not allowed to be a high school calculus teacher. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and uh, within the first couple of weeks, they had a Gamma meeting for all the actuarial students, and I joined right away. And uh, it, it provided me the opportunity to do four internships have a business background, uh, and ultimately find a career in underwriting, not being an actuary. It turns out I was not so great at um, taking actuarial exams, but the, those insurance exams are a little easier. Um, so I, I, I uh, studied uh, actuarial science. I worked in the industry for six years and have been on the board of Gamma since 2004. And in 2011, they hired their first employee, which happened to be me. And nine years later, here we are. Wow. Well, congratulations on the growth. I mean, Thank particularly you. as the first employee to present and uh, knowing the importance of what you do today. So you recently authored an article, The Sky is Falling or Is It? And um, I thought it was kind of a realistic approach to some of what we talk about, the rhetoric around the mm -hmm. industry and the, the talent gap. Uh, can you give us a sense of what, what that article is about? Yeah, so for the past four years, we've been conducting a survey of our students on um, best recruiting practices as a means to inform our industry partners on ways to engage students that best resonate with them. I think it's easy, and, and we've seen over the past 12 years, um, not only insurance companies, but a number of our professional associations making assumptions on younger generations based off of uh, reports that have come out or studies that have been done and we wanted to ensure that the information was getting to them straight from the students that it impacted because our students are, or students entering the industry whether they're Gamma students or not I don't think necessarily fit the mold of your generalized uh, student coming out of college. Um, so we penned that article um, to show that um, it's exposure that really matters and face-to-face -face exposure. Um, one of the key stats that we like to draw on, um, actually two of them that I think are, are relevant in, in the discussion always, um, is how students first go about seeking a job. Um, so generally, about 50% of students will start their search in some virtual format. So we think about um, job boards and social media. Um, but resoundingly, the students say that in the teens, right, that those students are actually accepting jobs that they found in a virtual environment. It's really that exposure, the, 
the company that came to campus and participated in a career fair, the internship, the mentor, faculty advisor, or another student that showcased the opportunity. And I think that really speaks highly of these students coming into the industry, and especially an industry that's built so strongly on relationships. For years, you know, we hear that millennials, you know, want to just do work on their phone or send emails. But the fact that face-to-face -face engagement resonates with them in terms of picking an employer, um, you know, I think that shows how much face-to-face -face engagement will be part of their regular careers um, or their careers as they enter the industry. The other um, stat that I like to point to is the number of students who prefer engagement with companies on LinkedIn versus any other social media platform. It's one of the, num the, one of the questions I used to get asked um, more regularly when I first started with Gamma um, was how to engage with students on Facebook and Twitter. And um, we used to say, well, don't waste your money. They don't want to engage with you on Facebook and Twitter. Um, and what we've seen is an actual decline in the number of um, younger folks who actually have Facebook and Twitter accounts. Right. And in our survey, it would show that something like 87% of students prefer you engage with them on LinkedIn, a professional uh, network platform. Right. Um, in fact, I was with a group of students at Temple University a couple weeks ago. There's about six of them. And I asked, you know, how many students here have a Facebook account? None of them raised their hand. And then I asked how many have a Twitter account? And two of them raised their hand, but one said he hadn't logged in in, uh, in many months. And the other one was very active on Twitter. But I think it really showcases uh, their use of social media. Yeah. There's a father of four 20-somethings, including twins, who just graduated from college. The only time they set up a Facebook account was to try and get roommates. Like they had, oh. it's a good <laughs> display of like who I am and, yep. and vetting other people. But uh, otherwise, it's Instagram and, you know. Yes. And now we're only, if we use Facebook and Twitter, we're only really vetting their parents. Yeah. Um, and we joke that um, eventually that as an, as a industry or industries professionals, we're going to ruin Instagram for folks as well, too, because, you know, folks are figuring out how to create the Instagram corporate accounts and sponsored ads. And it's great when you want to find a sports jersey or, or something that pops up. But I don't know how many insurance ads you want to be scrolling through um, on your Instagram account so that the young people will create a new social media platform and then they won't tell us about it. And it'll take us another five years to figure <laughs> out how to engage exactly. with them. <laughs> But we have the technology people who can do that. Yes, so, exactly. <laughs> so it seems like there's more, uh, you know, risk management, insurance majors, more, you know, departments being created. Mm -hmm. uh, that seems to be a trend. But then also, if you could address that, and then also, you know, for those schools that are maybe don't have an RMI program, uh, how are they engaging with our industry, and how are we getting those? you know, maybe general business graduates or others, arts and sciences, yeah. you know, grads to uh, uh, come into the many, you know, varied positions that yeah. we have. Um, well, in terms of the risk management departments and, and programs, um, we've actually seen a lot of strong financial support for those types of initiatives through organizations like the Griffith Foundation and Spencer Educational Foundation, who financially support the creation of both classes and programs. Um, before my time, and I only heard about it through my interactions with previous Gamma board members, but it seemed as though in the early 90s there were a number of universities who actually did away with their risk management programs. And, and certainly a university is a business and has to decide on what it offers based on money coming in. So if you don't have students majoring in these programs, then they will eventually um, do away with them. We've seen some of um, uh, schools like at Cincinnati come back with their programs in the past couple of years. Ohio has had a great stretch of um, uh, 
risk management program creation, um, largely due to a push by Governor Kasich uh, years ago um, that it went from zero, essentially, schools of risk management or, or risk management majors in the state. I think there are up to about 10 schools that you're able to major in risk management. Um, I think it speaks highly to the collaboration by, between both the, um, the industry, the professional associations, and um, you know the state to ensure that uh, risk management is being taught. Um, it was always surprising to me that in the wake of our, the 2008 financial crisis that more of our industry leadership didn't get into the colleges and universities and say, you know, why isn't risk management part of the curriculum, whether you look at that as um, the insurance side of it or if you look at it as financial risk management, um, clearly more people understanding financial risk management would have been helpful um, mm -hmm. in, 2000, in 2008. Um, and so, yeah, we are seeing an increase in the number of programs. We actually have a lot of great faculty out there who have um, jumped from a couple different schools and have created programs, very successful programs in, in their wake, which we're very happy about. Um, you know, our friend Deborah Richardson down in Texas has done a great job at both UNT and UT Dallas. Um, so, you know, we, we certainly have the benefit of, of, of that kind of programming. Um, one of the key aspects of GAMA over the past nine years has been the outreach to those non-risk management, non-actuarial science students, largely over GAMA's previous history. Uh, the thought process was that this was an organization designed for those students specifically majoring in those areas. And if you, if you read our charter and our mission, it really is about promoting the interest in the industry. We so happen to be able to increase the number of risk management and actuarial science majors through that push for interest. Um, but if we're able to engage a student and they don't have an opportunity to major in risk or they found out about it too late in their college career, we still want to ensure that they have the opportunity to see what's out there um, and to uh, have gainful employment. Um, so uh, in 2011, uh, we were less than 5% of our majors majored in something other than risk or actual science. And today that number is nearly 30%. Um, and we do that really through um, efforts at our chapters to ensure that it's an inclusive membership uh, outreach uh, to all disciplines, uh, um, and we're really proud of, of, that, um, of that statistic. We also initiated um, a program called One Campus at a Time uh, early in 2018 uh, designed to get on campuses where you would probably never see a risk management program developed. Um, we were able to pilot that program at four universities uh, this year, this past year, um, and are working to roll out a more formalized program um, with professional association partners um, in, in 2020 and, and 2021, and grateful that organizations like the III and um, Spencer Educational Foundation are supporting us financially in those initiatives as well. Wow. Lot going on. Yeah, I could. I think ten to fifteen minutes is not enough to talk about. <laughs> I know. I, know. <laughs> well, I did start out with the mention of our uh, anniversary and the special, mm -hmm. uh, you know, raising one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars for scholarships for students. But you know, thinking about that effort, and we'll, we've talked about it, and we'll work together on this. But do you have any good suggestions for our member companies about uh, you know what they should do if they're say a you know. 100, 200 million, uh, one state writer, small regional, um, maybe they haven't really recruited from um, you know, these schools before, these programs, but they have a need and they believe that today might be the time to start. 
you know, this, this may sound harsh, but I'm a no excuses type of person, right? So no matter the size or the number of employees or really no matter the need right now, I do think that it's incumbent upon all the members of our industry that have interest in engaging the next generation of leadership to find a way to form a relationship with a university or a college, whether that's you know, a large institution or a community college, right? Because the exposure to students is very important and whether um, that student accepts a position coming into our industry upon graduation or whether they consider us with, you know, four years of accounting experience, you know, later on or four years or five years of IT experience in another industry, that type of exposure is important. So we talk to companies about ensuring that they have a presence um, on campus at alma maters or local institutions. Most colleges and universities are looking for people to come in and speak on their careers, um, what, how they think a student could be successful, um, and that really doesn't matter what industry you're in. I think insurance is best positioned um, to come in and talk to students of any discipline, right, because we write businesses and individuals that span literally every facet of of our world, right? So we have an experience that allows us to engage a student and promote our business no matter what the student interest really is. You know, I have personal experience. One of our twins who was a finance major undergrad, Kelly School of mm -hmm. Business at IU, uh, they don't have a risk management program and he wasn't, except for knowing me uh, <laughs> and growing up That's around important. NAMIC. Yeah. He didn't have any personal experience around insurance, but ended up working uh, as an investment analyst with a large non-member, unfortunately, but that's uh, where he got his job. Um, and he is uh, he's being exposed to so many interesting things, just as a finance major, because yeah. this is a, you know, it's AIG. It's a yep. very big company with a lot of interesting and complex investments, and he's doing like credit reviews of these things. But again, and, and I think it illustrates that you know, we really need to, while well, the programs are very important, and I know having talked with Zach Finn and others, yeah. Zach Finn being the leader of the program here at Butler, uh, you know, he has 100% uh, employment rate, multiple offers for most of his graduates, yeah. so that's one pipeline. And there are, of course, you know, we think of our industry as mutual property casualty. Well, they're going to brokers, family brokers sometimes, uh, life insurers, a lot of them corporate risk management track. So they're, right. they go everywhere, they all, it's all good. But um, I think not um, underestimating the benefit of generalists and you know exactly. finding those people. And I know, and you mentioned community colleges, many of our members, particularly those companies that are the big company in a small town, you know, um, not in a uh, regular uh, large city with um, you know a large workforce to draw from yeah. for a large university. Uh, they're tapping community colleges. Uh, they develop a pipeline. They get to know some faculty. And they know these people are already willing to live in you those know. areas, yeah. And so it's uh, it's a formula for success. And it sounds like you're uh, you reference that as well. Yeah, and it's interesting. We actually chartered our first community college chapter of Gamma at Lansing Community College um, several months ago, and then they've been very successful. Um, we're looking, you know, to consider other community colleges where we might be able to do that. There actually are some out there that have risk management as a discipline. In fact, where I'm from in Philadelphia, 